This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected book of the month, Meditating the Word. Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. So healing comes, first of all, from the inside out. Talking about spirit man. See, natural science only deals with the outside. They try and deal with the body only. In more recent time, they come to understand that the soul and mind has something to do with it. So they'll, they'll deal with the mind and the body, but they never deal with the spirit. But healing comes from the spirit first. Welcome to the Live Your Faith broadcast. I'm Keith Butler. Praise God. Our broadcast is about Romans 1.16, which reads, The Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. And then it's also about Hebrews 10.38, The just shall live by faith. We'll help you learn how to live by faith. And also, praise God, we'll help you to understand the Word. And that's what this program is about. We're going to go right into it right now, and you'll learn and you'll be blessed. In the name of Jesus. We're going to read one verse here for a moment. That's Mark chapter 4. And we're going to read verse 20. And these are they which are sown on good ground. Everyone say good ground. Good say it again, good ground. good ground. Such as hear the word, receive the word, bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold some 60, and some 100. Now I'm beginning a new series today, I'm a minister for several weeks, on the subject of good ground. As you can see, I'm wearing our I'm good ground shirt. Mark chapter 4, verse 20 today. But we really want to find out what Jesus said is good ground as opposed to what we think is good ground. This series will help you define what really is good ground. This series will help you, if you're not good ground, give you the opportunity to become good ground because you will now have greater knowledge about it. Praise God. So, just as a confession of faith from the very beginning, everybody say that with me three times, I am good ground. Praise God. Amen. So I hope you brought your page turning finger with you today because we're going to look at some scripture. This, this particular parable, as you know, around here, the Lord Jesus taught it and is found in Matthew, is found in Mark, and is found in Luke. We're going to look at all three of them. 
And the reason why that's important is because, you know, if you had an accident or some situation that happened and you had four different people who are witnesses on different sides of the corner, and when the police officers come and they take statements from everybody, their, their statements will be relatively close, but there will be some differences. Why? Because they're different people, have different angles, hear things just a little bit different. Hello, somebody. So it will seem like there's some inconsistencies, but they're not inconsistencies. They're just different people. Matthew, Mark, Luke are different people. Praise God. They were all there. And they heard what Jesus had to say. But, you know, it's like I, I noticed as a pastor, you know, any minister up here will tell you, if you minister the word, praise God, you can minister, minister it, and four different people in the congregation will hear four different things. I noticed for years, they'll come up, one would tell me they could, this is what they heard, because that's what they got stuck on. Somebody's got stuck on that, right? Somebody got stuck on that, stuck on that. So you have the same thing with, with this. Now, you think you know this parable? No. I'm going to help you learn it better. Come on, somebody. All right, Luke chapter 8. Let's turn over there. Praise God. I need three hallelujahs to get started. Luke chapter 8, and we're going to read here. Praise God. One singular verse here for a moment. This is the same parable. It says, now the parable, and of course a parable is a short story or incident intending, praise God, to deliver information or a point. The parable, praise God, is this. The seed is the word of God. Because... There is no way you can be or become good ground without more of the word. Because the word of God is to see. In Romans chapter 1 verse 16, this verse should, should be circled in your Bible. Period. It says here, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the anointed one and his anointing of Christ. For that gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Now, that word we just read is pregnant because it said a number of things. First of all, it says we are not ashamed of the, of the gospel. Then it tells us that the gospel is God's power. It is his miraculous supernatural Ability. Praise God. Unto the Greek word here for salvation is the, is the word soteria, and it means it is the miraculous power for all rescue, for safety, for any deliverance, or for any health. The word of God covers getting you out of trouble keeping you safe, setting you free, and healing you. Praise God. The word is the power. You want to say that? Here's the next two words, to everyone. That would include you. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your economic standing is, who your mom and daddy was, whether or not you ever knew your mom and daddy. But it said to everyone that believes. That's the key word. To the Jew first, of course, so that the word was first given to them. And also to the Greek, which, of course, refers to us Gentiles. 
Now turn to Matthew chapter 13. Now, having, now that we know that. Praise the Lord. And let's take a look here, verse 13, and work our way all the way to good ground. But to get to good ground, I need to go through parts of other, other parts, rather, of this parable. Uh, amen. To set this up for good ground. Now here in Matthew chapter 13, let's read here. Amen. With verse 8. But other fell onto good ground and all brought forth fruit, some a hundred, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. And then Jesus says, who have ears to hear, let them hear. Now, the word good, by the way, is, is the Greek word kalos. Uh, amen. Kalos means beautiful, valuable, virtuous for appearance, virtuous for youth or use, U-S-E, better ground, worthy ground. Amen. So again, he's using a, a uh, illustration for them when he's teaching just like we do. He, he uses an illustration that people understood and get. So uh, everybody there knew about farming. So he says, so if you took a seed, uh, amen, there's ground that's different levels. He said, but good ground is beautiful. It's beautiful from the sower's perspective. Because that ground will produce what it is I want. It is better than all the other ground. This ground is pure. This ground is virtuous. Praise God. Hallelujah. This ground is uh, even how it looks. It produces, it even looks different. Amen. What's produced from it. Praise God. It is definitely better. It is definitely worthy. Now, we are talking about what Jesus' opinion of good ground is. So let's turn to Luke chapter 19. Praise God. And we can get some idea about Jesus' way of thinking of things as opposed to ours. Praise the Lord. And now in Luke chapter 19, we will read verse 11. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable. This is a different parable. Because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Now that they thought the kingdom should appear right away is why he's going to teach this parable to so slow them down. And he's going to adjust their way of thinking because they thought, well, you know, the kingdom can appear any minute and we're out of here. Praise God. He goes on to say, he said, therefore, a certain noble man went to a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. He called ten servants, delivered them ten pounds, and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Now the word occupy means get busy. In other words, we're not, we, the kingdom is not going to manifest itself tomorrow. It's going to be longer than that. So I don't need you sitting around. I need you to get busy. Look at your name and say, get busy. Amen. He said, get busy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a messenger after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. It came to pass and when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants, this land, you need to understand the land right here. 
Then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained. Circle the word gain. So he gave them what he gave them for the purpose of him receiving profit. Him being made richer. Hallelujah. Then came the first saying, Lord, your pound have gained 10 pounds. He said unto him, well, thou good servant, you've been faithful in very little, but have authority over 10 cities. The second came saying, Lord, thy pound have gained five pounds. Not as good as the other one, but still pretty good. And he said, likewise to him, have, have also authority over five cities. And then another came saying, Lord, look, here is your pound, which I kept laid up in a napkin. I did that because I was, I was full of fear. I know you are an austere man. You take up that thou layest not down and reap that thou didst not sow. In other words, uh, I know that you are going to reap from this, from my labor. And the master said unto him, out of your own mouth will I judge you. I'd underline that word judge. Thou wicked servant. Oof. Thou knewest that I am an austere man. I take up that I laid not down and reap that I didn't plant. Wherefore then gave not thou my money. In other words, everything you have, I gave it to you in the first place. Amen. You could have at least took my money into the bank and at my coming, you might have at least got me some interest. That's what usury is. At least if you weren't going to go out and do something, you could have at least put it where some gain comes from somewhere else. And then he said unto them that stood by, take from him that pound and give it to the man that has 10 pounds. And he said, but Lord, he's already got 10 pounds. That's how we think, like socialists. See, socialism is about everybody got to be equal. Socialism is the opposite of the scripture. Absolutely. God is not into all of us having the same result. All of us have been given different talents, different abilities, and we will make do with those talents and abilities what we do with them. Amen. And so he's not looking for equal outcomes in all of us so that nobody is ahead of others. So he said, well, give it to the guy that got 10. Why would you give it to the guy that got 10 and not the guy that has five? Because the guy that had 10 has been more productive than the guy that had five. And Jesus is the ultimate Jewish businessman, praise God. I'm going to get the biggest return from the one that brings me the biggest returns to give it to him, praise God. And the other folks, well, wait a minute, Lord, he's already blessed. But amen, guess what? Those that are blessed are blessed for a reason. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching to you. Then he says, for I say unto you that, that unto everyone, see these descriptive terms, everyone which half shall be given from him and from him that hath not, even that he hath shall be taken away from him. But those mine enemies which would not that I shall reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Now, praise God. 
So what do we see here? We see that at least in Jesus' mind with this parable, production matters. Amen. Now turn to Matthew 13 again. Let's go back over there. Let's take a look at this time. Praise God. At verse 13. Therefore speak out of them in parables because, here's why, they seeing, see not. Hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. The big word here is the word understand. Amen. Sunia is the Greek word for understand. Sunia means they don't put it together. They don't comprehend. In particular, it means they don't consider something. They won't be wise. Amen. And it's going to lead to a certain result. So let's keep reading. So neither do they understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which say, by hearing you shall hear, shall not perceive, seeing you shall see, shall not perceive. Why? For this people's heart, another circle place. So I'm telling you circle place because I'm teaching you. There are key words in every verse in particular, right? For this people's heart is waxed thick. That's where it grows. Thick heart. Amen. Their ears are dull of hearing. And their eyes, they have closed. Oh, circle the word they. God didn't close their eyes. They closed their eyes, lest at any time they should see with their eyes. See that at any time? If they open their eyes, they could see. And if they open their ears, they could hear. If they open their eyes, they could understand and note what you understand with. You understand with your heart. He's talking about revelation. He's talking about insight beyond what you see with your natural eyes and what you hear with your natural ears and what your brain will take. But tell, but he's letting them know that there is available to them from their spirit man, from their heart, a depth of knowing. Amen. They're seeing and knowing from the Holy Ghost. He's letting them know, praise God here, that they will, they will have this understand with their heart. Uh, amen. Let's continue. Amen. And when that happens, they will be converted. In other words, they won't be the same after that. When you have that kind of revelation, it will change how you think, change how you walk, change how you eat. It will change how you speak. It will change everything about you. It will change how you relate to people. It will change how people relate to you. I mean, when you get changed by God Almighty, praise God, they'll hardly know it's you. They, they can see you. They can see your body. It, it looks like the same person, but when they hear you talk and see you move, they say something's changed about them. You know, they become new creations. He said, they shall be converted, and then I should heal them. Well, now this word heal here or, or heal here means I'll cure them, I'll make them whole, I will have changed them forever. So healing comes first of all from the inside out. Talking about spirit man, see, natural science only deals with the outside. They try and deal with the body only. In more recent time, they come to understand that the soul of mind has something to do with it. 
So they'll, they'll deal with the mind and the body, but they never deal with the spirit. But healing comes from the spirit first. I'm going to say that again. Amen. That's why the third largest cause of death in the United States is medical errors. Because you have left out, praise God, the most important part of healing. A man is a tripart system. You are a spirit being that has a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And you live in a physical body. And trust me, an individual who is unwell from the spiritual perspective will be unwell in other ways. Praise God. This word also means to cure and to make you whole. Now this word understand is referring, of course, as I said, to revelation. So turn to Matthew chapter 16. Let's again, we're following the words of Jesus, not Keith Butler's words, not apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher's word. We're reading what Jesus had to say. Now in Matthew the 16th chapter, verse 13, Jesus comes to the coast of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples, say, well, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? They said, well, some say you are John the Baptist, some Elias or Elijah, other Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said, well, what do you say? Who do you say I am? And then Peter, my man Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, that's right. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. Apolatrosis, that word. Amen. The cover has been taken off. Flesh and blood didn't take off the cover. Amen. But who did it? My father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto you that you are Peter. Now, the, the Greek word for Peter is the word Petros. So, Peter, you a rock. You're a piece of rock. Amen. And upon this rock, unfortunately, some of our brethren in the faith have thought that then what Jesus is talking about at this point is about Peter only. He ain't talking about Peter. Because he said upon this rock, that's a different Greek word. This is the word Petra. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against him. Well, well, what is that? Seeing, knowing, understanding from the heart. I'm building my church on seeing and knowing. I'm building my church on revelation. Building my church on the supernatural, praise God, people who can hear and see and hear and not be moved by what's out here. Come on, give me three hallelujah, somebody. And he said, a church that walks that way, the gate of hell, hell and everything it brings, cannot defeat that church that operates under that kind of revelation. Praise God. Not only that, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of God. Whatever you bind shall be bound. Whatever you loose shall be loose. Once you have seeing and knowing, you will understand who you are, what's been given you, and you can take authority in the authority of Jesus. That's what he's talking about. See, neither do they comprehend who they are. They don't really know who they are. The church that really knows this is a church that cannot be defeated. Look at your neighbor and say, I cannot be defeated. And I will not quit. Tell that to somebody else.
Praise God. I want you to know God loves you very much and he wants you into his family. You say, well, how do I come into the family of God? Very simple. Just pray a simple prayer, Romans 10, 9. It says, if you will acknowledge with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the highest authority of all and believe that God has raised him from the dead, the scripture said, you shall be saved, delivered. And just pray the simple prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I do believe, that's right, repeat it with me. I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He carried my sins on the cross, was put in the grave. I believe he's alive now. Come into my heart. I accept you as my Savior. And that's all you need to do, and you'll never be the same. Praise God. You know, this teaching that Jesus did on the parable of the sower is extraordinarily important. He said in Mark chapter 4, verse 13, if you don't know this parable, how then will you know all parables? So this one is the key to unlocking all of them because all four individuals receive the word. You're watching me today, you're someone who has received the word, but only one of the four would good ground, better ground, best ground, praise the Lord. And so we want to teach you how to be best ground, understand more about being that excellent ground. And not only that, we also offer this tape series that will help you to understand it. And we even have, praise God, a good ground shirt that we want to give you, praise the Lord. I know I've been in airports and other places and people say, oh, Kristen say, oh, I know what that is. Other people ask, and it's a good witnessing tool. You, praise God, can be one of the four. Good ground in Jesus' name. Save the date for the 2024 KBM European Faith Conference, Overcoming Faith, with speakers Pastor Keith Butler and Reverend Rick Renner. Thursday, April 25th through Saturday, April 27th, with a concert on Sunday, April 28th. For more information, visit us online at faithconference.eu. If you've been looking for a ministry school that would properly prepare you for the call of God on your life, then prayerfully consider receiving your training through Bishop Butler program. We have trained students all over the world and they're doing great things for the Lord now. And we would love the opportunity to train you too. The Pista School of Ministry is a two year online hybrid program. And what you can expect to receive is an in-depth study of the Word of God and be equipped with the tools that you will need to succeed in ministry. I can honestly say, that Pistis is like no other program. So whether you are a local learner or a distance learner, you can expect to receive the same great learning experience. If you would like to receive more information on Pistis or to register for our upcoming school year, email us at info Well, praise God, we're taking the Word of God to Western and Southern Europe and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the word. You know, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, teach all nations. Then it goes on, praise God. Teach them to observe what God from lost, all the things that Jesus taught them. So I want you to know when you support Keith Butler Ministries, you have a chance for the gospel to go just beyond your neighborhood, teach people around the world. We want to thank you for your prayers and your support. And always remember, fight the good fight of faith.
This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries.